Welcome everyone. I'm your host, Jenny G. Cousins, and this is Soul to Soul Connections with Jenny G. So see all the shows, please subscribe to my YouTube channel to catch all episodes. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook under Jenny Cousins. Now on today's show, please welcome my guest, Adam Schomer. He is an award-winning film and documentary film producer at I2I Productions. He is an actor, writer, and film producer, and Adam is known for amazing films, as I shall say, such as The Highest Pass, Heel Documentary, Woman of the White Buffalo, The Road to Dharma, and he is also a happy yoga and meditation teacher, plus so much more. So thank you, Adam, for taking the time to chat with me today. I am truly grateful to have thank you. you. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here, Jay Ganesha. Ganesha behind you. Uh, yeah, nice, yeah. nice, to, yeah, nice to speak with you and everybody. So, let's let's have at it. I, I'm I'm always eager to talk about these films and adventures and and share anything I've learned if it could be of help to anybody. So happy to share it. Well, that's why I had to have you on here because honestly, like I love all of your work. I connect to all of it, like all of it. So, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I gotta talk to Adam, right? Like, just have to. <laughs> Thanks, so. Dad. So let me ask you, like, what drew you into making films, like getting into that? Yeah. Um, you know, I wasn't one of those kids that from a young age was like, oh, I'll be a filmmaker for sure. But I do remember when I was like eight, nine, ten, my friend, my neighbor, Billy Schutzel, would make stop motion videos with his hamsters and like fake fires. And I always remember watching those videos and his made made up theater in his basement thinking this is cool. I want I'd love to do that. But to be honest, um, it wasn't until my late 20s that I started getting into comedy, improv comedy, which is very much the yoga of comedy. It's yes ending, it's being in the moment, it's dropping your ideas, it's very yogic, it's team oriented. So I loved how my world started to come together because I had been studying yoga since I was 18. Yoga meaning meditation. My cats are fighting in the background. Okay. That's part of yoga. I love that fighting is great. Um, so. It was started with comedy, started coming with the improv comedy. I was writing a lot, writing comedy scripts, screenplays, TV shows. I did a children's book, children's TV show webisodes, and eventually came out to LA to really push it. And then furthered the, you know, the yogic studies and started going to India and studying with Anand, my guru uh, in Rishikesh. And then on one of those fateful trips, he said, Hey, do you want to you want to ride motorcycles over the Himalayas, over the highest road of the world. And I just made myself say yes. I had, as you know, I had never ridden a motorcycle. And that was the beginning to answer your question of documentary films. So I had a, a big history in performance and, um, and narrative writing, fictional writing. And I really take that into the documentaries I do because they tend to have a lot of adventure, like the highest pass, like the road to Dharma, even heal. Like we want to follow somebody going in through a journey. Um, that's my narrative background. I, I tend not to make like bio docs or, you mm. know, very factual, you know, ancient alien hunters or whatever, you know, uh, so it's more adventure, more a narrative through line. I like to see something happening. I like to be open to the mystery, much like yourself, like what's going to be whispered to us while we're on this shoot, what's going to happen. There's a real um, fun to that. And then mm. And then you play with it in post-production. That's the cool thing about documentary. As much as it's true, there's also poetry to it. You know, there's, we're giving our slant to what happened and telling it in a certain way. Um, and I learned that making my first documentary, you know, like one of my mentors said, hey man, it's all poetry. Even though it's documentary, it's still art, it's still poetry. And um, there, there is a license to to not, not make anything up, but portray it in a certain way that helps people understand what you went through. Um, anyway, that's, that's a kind of a, a long answer to then 10 years later, you know, 10 years of documentary films. And here we are in 2021. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I know it, it's, it's interesting because it's like going with the flow and you have your film, you know, kind of, okay, I want to do this. And then all of these little things can come up, of course. Right. And you're like, well, that's so cool. We're yeah. going to add that in or whatever. Right. 
Oh, I mean, absolutely. That's when you're filming The Road to Dharma. So that's the 10 episode doc series, Motorcycling Through the Himalayas, for people that haven't seen it. Oh. Fascinating. It's, you know, it's a heart pounding adventure, but it's, it's characters that you can vibe with and follow throughout the series and empathize with. So that you, you don't know what anyone's going to go through. We didn't cast it like a reality oh. show. Oh, no. People, people that were coming on a, on a trip and we're get to follow. But you're just open to like, who's going through something right now? Let's talk to them tonight. Or, um, you know, who has an accident or, yeah. yeah, you're really, that's the kind of the fun of it is you're crafting the show while you're there and, and, and understanding what storylines might be hitting and, um, and making decisions on the fly. And then you never know what it's going to look like in post. Oh. But I remember looking back and I had recorded myself as a director, um, just to like my own diary camp saying, I think this will be in episode five and this is what's going to be happening. And that's really hard to, to know like what episode it's going to be because you're, you're filming a four week journey and it ended up being exactly that. And that kind of stuff blows my mind because you, you know, you're getting downloads and you're just in the flow and getting information. And uh, that's the cool thing about what could happen on, on documentary shoots where you're just open to, to what's being shown. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I love your work because um, it's very authentic. It's yeah. very real, right? And yeah. you can see, you can, you know, I'm very drawn to authentic, uh, authentic people and stuff like that. And and that's one of the many reasons why I, I follow your work. Cause it's, I connect with all of it. Like the energy, the vibe, the um, the photography, the, the music, the, the scenery, you know? And it's just, I'm just like, wow. And I, I've watched it like a hundred million times and I will continue to watch it a hundred million times, right? It's cool. Yeah, no, it's cool. And you're, uh, the road to Dharma is very authentic. It really yeah. is. These are yeah. real people on real yeah. adventure that want something to be more free in their life, uh, either their whole life or some aspect. And it's not overproduced and you no. get that, you get that feeling. Like you still get the scariness because you have to edit that in to give someone a feel for like how dangerous the roads are. But, and so that's not overproducing. If anything, it's underproducing. You can't convey how, how the feeling of how dangerous it is. But um, we, you know, I really, it really starts to sink in, I think episode three and get slower and get deeper. And then you really take this journey with people on a, on a pilgrimage to places you'll probably never go in your life right so um it better be authentic and not yeah. cheesed out like no offense to discovery but discovery you know and, and some of those guys nowadays just cheese everything out yeah. with the music yeah. and the over voiceover and the blah 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 so uh that i couldn't do that i never will and i never want to no it, exactly like even the music i love all the artists i like i chant every day and yeah. all the music like i it's every day. And I'm like, oh, I know that song. I know that artist. Oh, and, the, you know, like everybody, every, anytime I'm watching, I'm just kind of jiving with it. Right. And I'm like, this is so awesome. Yeah, so we, got, awesome we got Jai Utah in there. We got Krishna Das in there. We got Wah in there. Oh. We got Sal David Ray in there. There's yes. some songs in the end credits that are like the unknown yeah. people like Rama and Prama who do some rapping. We, we slipped in some cool stuff. And then, of course, Michael Malera, the composer, always. Yeah. He does all my films. I'm going to see him tonight, actually. We're going to do a Deepak Chopra meditation. Oh, that's awesome. That's it's going awesome. to be friends with the people that um, you work with, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that family, you know, and that's what I found too. Like even filming, you connect with your, your production crew and, um, you know, they're like that family vibe, that family energy. And that's what I miss actually when I was filming at Shaw was that family connection every week, you know? So, so how did you come up with the name I to I productions? You know, um, it was cause it was back in the early, um, two thousands that I really, started that company back then it wasn't production it was just my company um and there was like the b2b y2k you know that was going on that was in my mind but really the essence underneath it was eye to eye meaning i want to approach everyone as an extension of myself treat them the way i treat myself or better and 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 then likewise for my employees and people that were working with me then was i had a soccer company we taught kids and all that i just i wanted people that work for me to to give them whatever opportunity they wanted. I knew it was always a stepping stone. So to look at them as like, hey, how can this this business, is there anything you wanna learn or do and I can give you more responsibility or is there somewhere else I can help you get to your, can I help you leave my company, right? So 
much like I'd want to grow. I just wanted to help those people um, take the next level and stuff. So that's where it came from, approaching people like myself, eye to eye. Yeah. That's it. Because yeah. yeah. I, like, I, I came across you way back when I was living in Ireland. And it's so cool how it happened, right? I'm mm -hmm. like, okay, spirit, give me a sign with things. And all of a sudden, I, I came across a nun and, and you. And when I watched The Highest Pass, I'm like, who is this Adam character, right? <laughs> like, and then that's when I started following your work. And I'm like, oh, this nice. is so amazing, right? Like, I just, I really love it. I, I really love it. So what Thank made you really create, like, your films? Like, it, it just kind of happened, came into it, like you said. Yeah, I mean, the highest pass, you know, Anand said, do you want to come on this journey? And I said, yes, because going to the, the Himalayas with a guru is a dream. And um, it had to be on motorcycles, so I was going to have to offer something up, right? My fear, my fear of death, everything. So that was the first film, my first featured doc I made, uh, The Highest Pass, that set the stage for then making The Road to Dharma, you know, which I wanted to do something deeper and more like a series. I shouldn't say deeper, just longer. I wanted more content yeah. in the audience. But The Highest Pass is so such an experience because um, it gave me this feeling as a filmmaker too that I can do anything because yeah. it was it was so difficult and so scary and and so much all at once and learning so much all at once that it didn't in, embody me with a, a faith and right after that i went and did my sec second film which was in kazakhstan in a nuclear test area um that was called oh, the polygon so and it's very very moving again beautifully shot film and we we end up high it's terrible story in many ways the testing you can imagine that happened here in the US, you can imagine testing nuclear bombs, 400 tests and not really caring about your citizens, what happens. But but we wanted to highlight what the people were doing as a village to help each other also and, and the strength of the human character. So again, I, I like social issues, but I'm not looking to scare people, so to speak, or, or bring us down. I want to show that how we can rise up empowerment. Uh, so a lot of times these films just come to me. This was a friend, Kimberly Joseph, who had this um, film. So I co-directed with her. Another film I did was, some, again, someone brought to me and said, can you direct it? And that was called One Little Pill. It was a new method yeah. for alcoholism, um, which I thought was beautiful, a new way to help people on the biological side, which, which you know, I mean, as you know from Heal, like Heal yeah. is not a film that says it's all woo-woo or it's all emotional. It's saying, hey, we need to look, look holistically uh, at, at many solutions and treatments and treat the whole body. Similar with this One Little Pill film about alcoholism, it's saying, sure, we have to get the emotional and the spiritual, but there's a physical element where we can help people on the addictive side. There is a, there is a way to help people like that so they can do the other work more efficiently. So I thought it was super cool. Anytime like, gosh, we're not going to talk about COVID, but anytime people are like, you know, so dogmatic into this is the solution and alcoholism happens to be all AA, you know, it's like, well, let's open our scope a bit. That doesn't necessarily work for everybody. And so beating COVID, it's like maybe the vaccine doesn't work for everyone, you know, and um, maybe there's other ways to look at it. You know, are there other for certain people, other treatments or other ways to combat it? Anytime we get so dogmatic and say this is it and you're wrong if you're not there, we're in trouble. That's what happened with religion. That's what, um, and we're finally kind of coming out of that, I would say, in this day and age of realizing that the re religion shouldn't be the thing that separates us. Spirituality is taking off, which is more inclusive. Um, unless you're in LA, then all the yoga studios fight each other. I'm just kidding, <laughs> I'm just kidding they don't. At least they're open. <laughs> I guess they are open here now. Right. Um, but, you know, so the film journey has taken a lot of, you know, Sometimes a project comes to me with somebody. Sometimes um, it's just the flow. Like I'm helping the Fantastic Fungi team run a summit. That's a beautiful film, Fantastic Fungi. I didn't help make the film, but uh, I'm helping them do a broader summit with 50 experts and Deepak Chopra and Mark Hyman and a lot of people. So sometimes, you know, an opportunity comes and it's the right topic. You know, fungi, I think, is a beautiful topic. Um, or like heal when Kelly approached me with heal and just the power to heal with our emotions and our thoughts. It's like this is... Right. That was amazing. So yeah, I produced that film. And so it's sometimes it's my own baby, sometimes it's other people's babies, but either way, I really love the nonfiction space and I love to be mixing entertainment with um with empowering messaging, basically. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Keep listening, keep floating along, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I think everything just really comes together in alignment. I mean, like I I surrender absolutely everything. Like every every single thing I surrender. And yeah. I don't attach to anything and I just go with the flow, whatever, whatever. 
And I don't like regardless of what, and I don't think anything of it. Right. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, oh, that's a skill. That's a talent. Yeah, that's a talent. Like I have for years, like for many reasons being, but I, I had, I learned that the hard way and then it was the only way. Right. And it's, it's been, it's been really good. Like that's the only way I, I go through things. Right. So who, who were like your main mentors, um, like teachers who really inspired you as on film or in yoga, anything, anything. Any, well, Anand, who is, yeah. you know, in the road to Dharma in the highest pass, he's a great inspiration and not from, I mean, from many levels, but just as a human and how he lives, because he's quote unquote risky or in the world and takes adventure and has a motorcycle and lives, you know, he's in the world. And um, I like that Vajrayana type of teaching, that tantric teaching of let's use life, let's to grow, let's not deny life. Let's be in it. Let's let's embrace the emotions, the shadows, and and see what comes up. So I like that because I'm made to be here. I'm made to be human, and uh, yeah. <laughs> I I know uh, not everyone maybe feels that way, but I know this time around, like it's about translating spirituality into humanness. So Anand is a, a beautiful teacher like that because it's applicable. You know, things are applicable to life. That's why I make the films I do. Um, other, I mean, Deepak Chopra is actually a, an inspiration to me when I was 15. We were just reading one of his books in quantum physics. I know he has a thousand books nowadays, but that, that book, Ageless Body, Timeless Mind, to me, it was very authentic and science-based and helped a, a science-minded kid, you know, crack open into spirituality. And, and that's super powerful that it could do that. And it was right around the time when in my late teens, when I also tried mushrooms and such. And I think that had an impact all in pushing me toward meditation. And then meditation took me the adult path. Um, so Chopra was a nice inspiration. That's why it's cool. I'm like going to see one of his events tonight and that we got mm -hmm. him in from the movies, you know, to, to then like years later, meet the people and have them in your movies is really cool uh, to share the teachings of your teachers. Um, other than that, you know, on the film side, I don't have many like, icons that I've looked up to because I wasn't, um, like I said, as a child, I wasn't a film student and I wasn't in that, but Peter Rader is a dear friend of mine and mentor and, and um, he did the film, produced the film Awake by Yogananda and he helped me with The Highest Pass, with one of the edits of The Highest Pass and Craft Story and I really appreciate his mind and, and his friendship and he's always been there along my path too. Him and he and his wife Paola have been great mentors uh, in this conscious film space. So. What, what, so you're also like a Hatha yoga teacher, meditation teacher, like what drew you into like specifically like Hatha yoga? Cause I know of course there's many modalities with yoga. Yeah. I mean, I teach Sattva yoga, right? So Sattva really combining a lot of the pranayama and Kriyas and, and, and movement and free movement and meditation and, and the asana practice. So I think being an athlete, you know, one is I was a soccer player you know, all the way through like semi-professional. And um, so that drew me to the body and the power of just being in the body. But then really pranayama and mantra now are really, to me, the more powerful thing. And so I love sharing that. Nowadays I teach at the beach, you know, like I go oh, to the wow. beach, and I'm, close to the, I'm close to the beach in Santa Monica. So I'll just go to the beach. I've had a lot of studios because I used to teach at studios, but a lot of studios ask, and I just, I just, I just like to be out on the beach teaching so it's free and I invite friends locally and say, hey, these are the mornings I'm going to go now, you know, come on out. We have a meditation at my house every Monday night. So uh, I just like to create community nowadays. Yes, yes, I'm guiding and teaching and I'm, I'm doing meditation initiations every three, four months. But um, I really like the that I, I know that people need community. So I like doing the free events. I like having the free gatherings. So people have a place to gather and meet each other. They don't necessarily have to like follow me or see me as a teacher. It's like, come here and meditate. And you might meet the person next to you that you really become friends with and hang with and they inspire you. And, or someone was going through anxiety and there happened to be a counselor on the Zoom call. And like, she's like, I'll give you some free sessions. Like, let me help you out. It's like, yeah. Cool. You know, let's have that um, rather than, you know, teacherness so much for me so i just i love sharing it i coached soccer since i was 15 so i think i was born as a natural teacher um and uh, yeah so i yogi comes through yeah it comes through i i, I always love teaching kids and so it, um so it's nice to 
I think you, you learn a lot when you teach, right? You have to really embody it. And when you speak it out loud, something happens. Uh, I never wanted to teach yoga. And then Anand once said, hey, can you just substitute my class for me? He was in India. He's like, just teach it for me. I'm busy. So I'm like, I don't want to be a yoga teacher. He's like, I'm not asking you to be a yoga teacher. I'm asking you to do me a favor. And I said, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, of course, I'll do you a favor. Oh, my gosh, you've given so much. And then he said, oh, how was that? I was like, oh, I kind of like these. Like, why don't you do it again tomorrow? And then next thing you know. Okay. Yeah. Right, next thing you know, I've come back. I'm teaching the LA Galaxy. I teach at studios. And then and now here we are on the beach. So. Because how, how many times have you been to India? Like, it's like every year you go. I try, you know, yeah, it averages every year, maybe eight, eight or nine, yeah. nine maybe. Uh, there's been some pause, like a couple of years here now for COVID and a couple of years in between somewhere else. Yeah, I try to see the family every year. Yeah. Oh, I know, I know. So like, what, what do you think um, were like your biggest challenges? And like, what, what did you learn from it? From, from what? From, from anything really. <laughs> from anything. today. From today, dealing with tech people, what did I learn? Yeah. <laughs> I learned to, well, I can just tell you, no, honestly, because like, I'm, I'm dealing with a lot of tech stuff and, and this summit, and um, I, I think it's nice to talk about what's up, right? Talk about authentic. Uh, I learned that the mind wants to be really concerned, um, wants to give a little more drama to things than they necessarily have. And if you really actually rationally think through, it's like, does there need to be that much fear around that? What is it that I'm actually afraid of? Oh, I'm afraid of the website breaking. Okay, what if it did, you know, really looking at what's actually at stake and the truth of it all, and just getting honest. And then it's like, oh, well, some of that's just timelines I've created. And maybe there's more flexibility there than I'm allowing. And why would I put myself into a state of like, ah, we got to get this done, when some of it's fake. So what I'm learning currently, you know, with dealing with a lot of tech and a lot of different pieces moving uh, different than a film in a, in a weird way. Um, yeah. Oh, it is. is. That, yeah. And I need to check myself. I just need to continually check myself and, and ask if it's worth not the word stress isn't right, but like um, being concerned about some things are worth being concerned about. They are like, Oh, I got to move on this. I got to move my schedule. We got to figure this out. I got to work all night. Some things are worth being concerned about uh, and other things are not so i think that just the reality check of what's worth that and yeah. uh, and that's that if it, and then that's that i gotta work hard okay and let's not put the extra stress on it so that's what i'm learning right now and um also patience you know, yeah patience because I, I had to put a few of my projects aside just for a few months because i know i needed to do this with the fun guy team no absolutely and that's the thing going with the flow because you got to remember like as i see it anyways the, the only thing you have any control over is yourself, nothing else. Absolutely nothing else you have any control over. Yes. Ganesha, right? right? We have control over our perception of things. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, so that's why I surrender everything. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm leaving that up to you, spirit. It's not my problem. It's now your problem. <laughs> and, and whatever is best for my high self and purpose, it's going to happen regardless of what. And then Got I let it, it go. And then I walk the other direction. Simple. Right. <laughs> and I and I don't I don't hang on to what was. Right. I just keep moving on. Keep on moving on, right? So now I know yeah. practice. it really yeah. is. I mean, you could sit, you know, listen to what she's saying. It's it's like the practice, birth and death yeah. in life, loss. Yeah. Like, God, if you can get good at what you're talking about, like hey, letting what happened happen and move to the next yes. thing. If you can get good at that, yeah. that's a superpower. Yeah, like, you, you know, and I kind of, because I had like, long story short, like just so many people pass on me, like, I had 17 friends and family pass on me within a year and a half. Holy cow. And I mean, I had to deal with that all on my own, you know, and I mean, I've been like, um, everybody calls me like the Tibetan Buddhist monk for years and years and years and years for those who know me anyways. So like, during that time, it's like you get forced into surrendering, like, yeah. everything because it was literally like every thursday morning for some reason the second because i turn my phone off at night now right but every morning i'd turn on my phone let's say and i'd get a new message somebody has passed and i'm like what happened right so that's actually one of the reasons i went back to working at like the hospice on call because i thought you know you, you see things differently and actually help me heal through the mm -hmm. whole grieving you know like 
process and everything like that. By seeing death so often, you get so many, you know, and then just helping those people kind of through their last moments and stuff like that, you know, and the families and stuff, it just kind of gives you more like, like peace within, because you know, when that person, they pass, because when somebody passes, I can feel them leaving their body and the whole process altogether. And at sometimes I've even seen a feather on the floor from an angel and I'll pick up that feather and, and I've taken photos of it, right? Just of that feather. And whenever I pick up that feather, it melts away in my hand. It's not all the time that happens, right? So it just kind of, it's, it's interesting, right? Like interesting, so. Amazing, amazing work. Yeah. So I was going to go back to the road of Dharma. Um, there, like there's, there's so many things I love about it. Like, I mean, I could go on for hours about it, of course. Right. And if nobody hasn't seen it, like you're crazy, like you have to see it. Right. Like, I, agree. The link. I agree. They got to see it. It's, it's, yeah. it's unique. It's really, you don't see shows like this on, on uh, TV. You just well, don't. The, the only thing I was disappointed with it was I'm like, I wanted it to go on and on and on and on and on. And I'm like, what? No, I want to see yeah. more episodes, right? Season two. We'll shoot a season two. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, you have to. Yeah. See, yeah. that's right. I, I just love it. And like, I was going to say, like, I'm not going to give it away, right, of what happens, of course, right? But okay. one of my favorite episodes, of course, there was two of them. Well, all of them were for their own reasons, but it's the the Shiva temple. Like, when I when I saw that, right, like, it, it really, because I do past life readings, it really took me back to my my previous lifetimes and everything and then i saw you actually with the like in the himalayans the yoga like in, in the caves and all this kind of stuff and i'm like oh my god it just really like went right through me mm. that was amazing was that the was that kedarnath episode three yeah. no oh. no um maybe episode five where it was the shiva temple and then above yes. that is yes Gila. Yeah. Yes, that's yeah. yeah, it just really brought me back, like really, really brought me back. And, and also too, like, like you swimming, like, oh my God, are you serious? I'm like, are <laughs> no. you serious? Bro? Right. Spo spoiler alert. We won't say it all, but in episode no, nine, I won't. Well, that's nine, right. Ten. Yeah. Episode nine and 10. Um, oh my God. Happened to me. Uh, also, I, I don't mind like a little spoiler because really it's not, it's not a show where it's like, I, oh, I'm waiting to see what happens. I, um, I found that after every episode, I'm like, oh my God, like okay. I literally binged it. Like I bought all of it because I'm like, no, I'm buying all of it. I don't want to miss any of it. Right. And I literally, I'm like, okay, nobody bother me. Right. I turn my phones off and I'm like, okay, this is my time. Yes. And I'm just like, oh my God. It's like a pilgrimage for you. Yes, it, it keeps Love you going, it. like what's going to happen. But meaning, you know, if I said to someone, hey, I have some issues in episode nine or 10, it's fine. Like this, the series will keep still keep you. It's the wisdom, it's the beauty, it's the characters underneath that will really make you want to watch it again and again, to be honest. Yes. Um, that's the the forever, um, the gift of it that you can come back to it. And it's not like, oh, do they make it? Yeah, because we know we don't really care. It's not about if we make it or not. Yeah. But. Oh no, I'm not giving it away. I tell people, you want to see it? Go, go, go buy it. Go, whatever. Yeah. Right. And I said, I don't ask me. That episode five really is one of my favorites. It's yes. really perfectly encapsulated. We go just for those that are listening. We go to Chandrashila. It's called Tungnath. So first we go to the Shiva temple at twelve thousand, and then you go above Shiva to Chandrashila at thirteen thousand. And that's the crescent moon on top of, you know, oh, he was head, and, the, and it's shaped like a oh. crescent moon. you're up there and it's so silent up there and you're at the top, you know, you're looking out the Himalayas. So again, you want to see it. You want to be there. The music, there's a lot of music from oh. Wa, who, who is so dear to me and um, gave us a few songs for that episode. And um, get the experience of everybody, you know, like some of the stuff we don't capture there is like the camp, the crew and myself, we were just crying as soon as we got up there. Like we all really were just, we don't know why, like something came over us and, and um, mostly the men were all, anyway, um, it is one of my favorite episodes, the Tungnath, the Gap episode. Yeah. That's why there's more silence in it. That's why there's more space in the episode and um, Tungnath. Yeah. Yeah. What a place to go. Oh, I, I know. I've been trying to go to India every year <laughs> for yeah. a while. And I'm like, okay, divine timing, right? Totally. So, so let me ask you, what, what brings Adam peace? Like what brings you peace? peace. Every, everything, <laughs> but um, 
I think I'm naturally at peace. Um, and then, and it's usually like what takes me out of that peace, you know, but, you know, to answer on a um, very tangible level, I love, I love going to practice Satwa yoga at the beach. I love jumping in the water and, and getting tossed around by the waves and doing that with a few friends. Um, you know, one, opening up that prana like that, moving the energy like that. And two, you know, again, brings us back to like, oh, yes, it moves. It's not stuck. I'm, I'm dynamic. And then cleansing in the ocean and playing like a kid, you know, with your friends in the water and then coming out. And it's like, that's the, that's the shower, you know, that's it. So that, that I love um, for setting my day, you know, to get my day going in meditation, then go do yoga and then jump in the water. Now that happens two or three times a week. Uh, and that, you know, after that, everything just seems definitely okay. And it just re reminds me like everything is okay. It's everything's totally fine. So that brings me a lot of peace. Um, having people house for meditation, a lot of peace and um, yeah. reminds me of the peace that I am. And, um, you know, even petting my cat, right, is, mm -hmm. it, it yeah. reminds me, it, you know, a purring animal is a powerful vibration. Um, yeah, powerful vibration. Yeah, powerful. And, and the redwoods, which I hope are doing okay with the fires right now, the redwoods bring me uh, bring a lot of um, yeah. a lot of lot of uh, energy. Yeah. 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 Uh, I know. I love the woods. Like I love I love the trees. Like I can feel the energy and read the energy of all, uh, pretty much everything. Right. But I mean, I always I'm always connected with with the trees, like the plant kingdom. Always, you know. And I'm like, they have a heartbeat. Like I literally can feel the vibration and the energy of it. And, it, and it's interesting how you go swimming. Like I'm a beach ocean type warm climate person myself, right? Um, and water, you know, it's really good for empaths because water represents emotions too. So whenever you're swimming, you're getting really in touch with your emotions to balance it out. And I love that. Nice. I love that you have an explanation for, right? For, for things like, hey, this is what's going on. And, you know, I'm just like, I just love jumping in the water and body surfing, you know, with my buddies. Uh, and catching a good wave and the, and the mother just crashing me and, and you know yesterday she uh she set me straight it didn't look strong and then we rode a couple of waves and she was just crushing us like I lost my breath and I love that also that feeling of um humbled <laughs> oh yeah yeah uh, I, I remember I remember one time I, I was in Hawaii and uh, like I've had several near-death experiences but when I was in Hawaii one time long story but I was like on a little air mattress. I didn't want to be bothered by anybody. I didn't want anybody near me. And I had kind of forgotten. I was just kind of floating away, not paying attention. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, something weird. Some, I'm feeling something weird. And I turn around and this like massive wave, like, like out of nowhere, it like swept me. And like my, my air mattress went like, I don't know how high in the air. I went down like into some currents. They were sweeping me away and I'm, I was, I was upset and I'm like, you know what, if you're going to take me now, if this is the way to do it, then just do it. Like, just, just do it already. Right. And, and I seriously thought I was going to die at that time. And then out of like nowhere, this is pretty much what happens. Right. But I, I literally saw this, like um, the, the hugest hand and arm, like in the whole world, like come pick me up under the waves and brought me on top of the water. And then my air mattress just all of a sudden like, like landed right beside me. And I'm like, what just happened? And I'm like, okay, it's not my time yet. Wow. Right, and I was just kind of looking around and then I'm like, oh my God, like where the beach was. I'm like, <laughs> like that was like a way away. And I'm like, how did, right? It was, I know it's, it's real, it's really real, episode nine. Episode 10 for everyone, same stuff, same stuff. That's yeah. why I connected, like that, that's the thing, right? I connect with so many things, so many things. And when I saw that one episode without going into details, of course, then I'm like, oh my God, like it totally brought me back to that. Yeah, yeah, those are real moments for sure. So answer this, answer this. You already have, but my life force is fulfilled when? My you know, my life force is fulfilled when yeah, my life force is fulfilled when oh, my life force is fulfilled. Oh, it is already fulfilled, but um, right, my life force is absolutely fulfilled. But it's still 
you know, desires to express more in the in the film world. So my my life force really feels like it's it's in, in its dharma when it's creating um, inspirational film. You know, so like the road to dharma literally is my dharma. Uh, another couple of projects I'm working on, this feels like what I'm here to do. Everything built up to allow me to do this, be it um, just my ability to teach, my ability to, to write, and, and my ability to even be in front of camera, too. They all come together to a certain extent in, in that series. But um, yeah, so when I'm doing that, uh, that's what I'm here for, as, as well as, uh, so that, that feels fulfilling in a major way. Um, and fulfills my life force and what it's what it's here to do, but but I wouldn't limit it to that, you know. Like at, at the same time, I I could go live on a commune and not necessarily make films. Not yet. I, I know I still need to be making films for a while. Oh yeah, for really, quite some time. Probably my whole life to be to be involved in the socialness of things. But I, yeah. it doesn't have to be a big level, is what I mean. Like just the Monday nights being here and having sp holding space for people, or a few of us going to the beach and doing yoga, like. Um, bringing myself and other people into alignment together, it's like, yeah, that's what we're here to do. We're not here to bring each other down. We're here to kind of remind each other and lift up when we're all having a tough time. Yeah. So in general, it's that, and I love the specific part of making films. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, well, you're so good at it, Adam. Like, so good. Thank you, and they're fun. They're, they're hard, you know? They're a challenge. Yeah. They're coming of age, and they're, and they're fun, and the storytelling part is fun. Like, God, The Road to Dharma is so fun to write. Oh, yeah. It's it's because, um, it's you know, I'm, I'm dealing with Anand. I get to use him as a, a main character, and he makes it easy. <laughs> You know, when you have a guru that's really spouting that wisdom, it makes yeah. it easy to to tie in those themes because he he speaks to it so dark yeah. clearly. Like in episode seven, when he's talking to Ryan in the Valley of the Flowers, for, again, for people that haven't seen, there's this scene in the Valley of Flowers that is unedited. It's perfectly set, like with the Himalayas, this rock path, and two men having such an authentic conversation, and no word is lost. And it's all about personal power and when you need to stand in your personal power and say something and speak up and stop, you know, cowering and just be who you are already, right? And man, not a word is lost. Anand is so on point. And we don't add, you can tell it's just a three or four minute, you know, locked off thing that we're capturing and thankfully are right there. And it, you know, that's why I'm really thankful for, um, for him. He's so so good to be able to follow and, and film and share um god that is fun i love it so what is your definition of god my definition <laughs> every time i make a joke that's my definition of god <laughs> every time i can laugh that's my definition of god like i really uh we're so unique as humans we can laugh and for some reason make it's so unique. So I think God is in the humor. My definition of God is our ability to, to lighten up and expand and laugh. And um, that's, that's what God is to me. And of course, God is also life and life is everything and consciousness is everything. So uh, there. So if you could change like one thing in the world besides COVID, we won't even get into that. I wouldn't change. Okay. Right. Okay. No, but if you could change one thing in this world, what would it be and why? Besides COVID. Yeah, I would. I would get rid of um, <laughs> anger. You know, I would. I would um, have all people be able to drop anger at a moment's notice to, to still see it, but to be able to drop anger and resentment. And I think uh, the world would naturally change if we were less angry and. And less holding on to trauma and resentment toward others. Um, you know, how many wars would start if there was no anger, really? If there was just like compassion and listening, more than likely, you know, even the greed usually comes from an anger, a reaction to the past. Um, Absolutely. So, yeah, I would, I would, uh, as much as I like anger, you know, I, I, I <laughs> we all have it. to have that <laughs> anger at, at times, right? Because anger, you know, can, can transcend you. I find, yeah. you yes. know, it, it really can, right? It, it's like pain, right? Like pain can really transcend and shift you forward in such a huge way and actually bring you into your purpose and calling. 
Yes. From what I found. So, so it's like the caveat to like, they're not wanting to be angry is meaning that we all know how to, the skill of transcending anger, like really quickly and use it the yeah. right way. That would be what I would want to change that we all have that skill. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause I mean, even, even certain situations that, you know, like somebody is saying to me, whatever it is, if it's something, you know, harmful, let's say, I just start laughing. Cause I'm just looking at them like, I'm not going to even like respond I just start laughing and I walk away and I'm like really great yes. you know because that that's their journey and stuff like that um and I won't lower myself down to somebody's standards let's put it that way yeah yeah the darks right? the spheres of hate and shame yeah yeah so out of all your films right because I know of course you've done a lot is there like do you have one favorite more than the others I know of course every film has its own uniqueness and, yeah none and, of the road, the road to dharma is my favorite oh right? yeah, uh, yeah. It, because it's a well like the most recent I've released you know and um it, it the patience it took to to unleash and create and it's 10 episodes you know it's like yeah and yeah. there's a course with it you know like we really put a lot into it. we said okay let's make it these chapters to go with each episode and meditations to go with each episode and and the the bonus footage that's it is my favorite because we've i feel like we've created something that um can really really take someone on a journey can really impact your life you know i think you're moving you know partly it inspired you it's not us doing it it's kind of us turning the key in people and reminding them of the power they have within the freedom they have within and that's why i really love that series it's um it's really what I wanted to share. It took a darn long time and a lot of persistence, but- um, It was worth really, it. Yeah, it was worth it. It's really what I wanted to say. And I think I had, during the process, needed to mature as a filmmaker and, and be a certain place for it to finally birth. And I'm just, I just love it. I, I want people to watch it. I want to share it. It's the thing I, I recommend the most highly for anyone that's at all like on the path, you know, that it, and that doesn't mean you have to do yoga or meditation. It's just like you feel some kind of inner calling of like, there's something more to this whole thing. It's like, yeah, yeah this will help you maybe put words to what you're feeling. Yeah, because even sometimes you can just see a, a sentence or or anything that can spark something. That that happens to me, yeah. you, you know. And it, it's like sometimes, you know, the more you watch it, the more you, the more you learn about your own self of, of like facing fears and stuff like that. Lots of different things, right? Yeah. So, there, there's so many good things about it. Like I could go on and on and on, of course, but you know, so, so like, what, what are you grateful for? Like, what are you grateful for really? I know of course there's many things, right. But. Oh, I'm grateful for um, this time to be able to reflect on these movies. I'm grateful for, you know, your energy and passion behind it. I'm grateful for it being sunny out right now and um, the health that we have, the health that my, the, the animals here have. Uh, that wasn't always as such. My cat went through a nice journey to be healthy. Uh, grateful for the resources that we all have to be able to um, to share things, you know. And um, yeah, gr really, I think mostly grateful for the the wisdom I've been shared, I've been taught, you know, by the teachers and gurus and the books and India. Um, mostly grateful for for that. Aside from just being alive, you know, mostly grateful for the the wisdom that. Um, people thought I was worthy of um, receiving. So, oh, absolutely! I'm grateful for that. Yeah. So, what what do you want to be remembered for? So, if you were passing today or tomorrow, let's say, what? And if I was there, and I'm like, okay, Adam, like, what is the one thing that you'd really want people to remember you for? What would that be? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Whatever you want is fine. You can say whatever you want at the at the eulogy. <laughs> Let's all wing it for Adam. <laughs> yeah, don't wing it. That, that's it. Uh, I want to be remembered for winging it. No, for for allowing you the space to have whatever. Uh, I want to be remembered for allowing you to have the space to speak about me however you like and remember the part that you like and that inspired you the most and helped you out. So if that's a film or if that's a comment or a smile, then great, you know, um, 
I guess I'm saying use me however you like. It's a bit a bit slutty of me, isn't it? But uh, <laughs> remember me however you want. Yeah, remember <laughs> the roast of Adam. <laughs> the roast. God, I would love to be roasted once I'm passed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> so is there any like um like last thing you want to really share with us about you or is there any like new projects you want to talk about or because i know you've also worked on woman of oh, woman of the white buffalo yeah women of the white yeah. buffalo was a yeah. there's plenty of new projects that i'm always developing and pitching but women of the white buffalo again was one of those films that um it came to me at a time when i was very busy but i couldn't say no um deborah anderson who's the daughter of john anderson who's the lead singer of Yes, the band Yes, and who did, he did a song in my first film, The Highest Pass. And so A, there's that connection. His daughter says, I have this idea for film. And B, it's about the, the, the Native Americans, specifically Lakota people. And I was really raised with a, a great appreciation, um, not enough history in, of it, but um, a great appreciation for the Native ways and, and um, respect. So I couldn't say no. And um, I'm really glad that I didn't. And that project moved fast. And I got to spend a good four to five weeks in the Lakota reservation. And the, the film is amazing. It's not actually released yet publicly, which is crazy, because um, it's, it's been shown in festivals and it's a really beautiful film. It needs to be shared. But it highlights the, the murdered and missing indigenous women. But deeper than that, it goes to the root of where the, the wisdom tradition was lost and how the, the feminine and the matriarch can really holds the key for that culture of rebuilding itself and possibly the key for us remembering us meaning western civilization remembering what's important the wisdom and the connection which thankfully is just being spoken about more but but native american peoples are still very miss and underrepresented when it comes to their voice you know just to learn something like the Sundance tradition, their spiritual tradition was illegal until the mid 1970s, I believe. And that, so, that, you know, religious freedom, but not for you. That stuff should should be jaw dropping for people that to realize that our country, you know, that, that the United States of America has a sort of very terrible past. And, and we need to embrace that and, and understand what we've done on a lot of levels so that we can, uh, you know, just live differently oh absolutely there, there's so much coming out right that has been covered for so many years as well like I never watch the news or anything you know but every every now and then I'll catch certain things great like on social media or whatever like that and a lot's been uncovered even in Canada with the native all these bodies native children hundreds were found and stuff like oh my like gosh. like in schools like hundreds hundreds not a couple like children buried in graves like it, it's just like wow. wow like wow so many things like that is going on right now and, and that's the thing like the darkness always gets exposed and stuff like that and, and people can try to cover up so many different things but it always comes out and if you look at how it's all coming out now you know and has been recently you know it, it really says a lot so the darkness always gets exposed. You can't run from karma, as I call it, right? It always comes out one way or another. True. So, True. yeah, that that should give us good hope in that way. And you know, yeah. we we speed it that we speed that up a little bit through film. Yeah. And, and uh, it's a good one. So when it comes out, people should check it out and be on the film side. Yeah, it's like I know I know like people can get overwhelmed with like all the darkness that's out there and it needs to be uncovered, but. And what do you mean like we we need to face our shadows it just means like we need to have an honest conversation about what what we've done you know it's not like what you've done you weren't there killing the natives but what what's happened here in this country let's have a an honest discussion about let's have an it doesn't mean there's even any action items even necessarily but let's let's talk about it and we're and then hopefully shift the the awareness of our children and all the all the generations of what's come before so that you can put into perspective what you are now and what we might want for our country in the future. Like, cause don't repeat that, you know? And if you think this country has always been the, the grandest, most beautiful be beacon of freedom, you're wrong. It's not, it's an imperialist nation, you know? Like there's a, there's a sordid history that we can rechange our, our framework of freedom and our change, rechange our framework of like the greatest nation of earth. 
let's make it that then. Okay. You know, and, and you don't, you don't get to that. You don't get to that growth unless you have the conversations of how you've been bad in the past, you know, like just like a human. Right. So um, that's a cool movie for that. That's for sure. And the road to Dharma and the highest pass and heal are all cool, cool movies on the individual. Right. So I think it's very similar. You work on the individual on times and at times you're working on the societal issues, but it's all very similar. Yeah, I think, you know, like even with Heal, I mean, which is another really good one too. Um, I think more is going to come out of that, like another another Heal film, right? I, I can literally see that going on, right? <laughs> Without going into details, of course, but um, yeah, it's extraordinary. And it's all divine timing coming out for the universal force to see and pay attention and and open their mind for more awareness and stuff like that. And, and it's I've noticed that like with, with certain people, um that you know they're awakening so much more like even people like i'll get a message and i'm like like what you know like i can see just how much they are opened and they have really transformed and and i'm like that's like night and day right yeah. and then i'm like and then i'm like so grateful for them you know that they're actually seeing that to help them right so sure beautiful yeah well you know like i know you're busy adam and I just, I really want to thank you for taking the time, sure. you know, to, to chat with me today. I, I really do. Absolutely. It's nice to connect with you and talk just even you and I just together. Yeah. Uh, but I know there's an audience out there that we're speaking to as well. Yeah. Otherwise yeah, we, would have talked, we would have talked about episode nine and 10. We would have jumped in there. Oh, they've uh, got to watch it. Like, they got to watch it. We had left that for them, but no, it's really, I really appreciate you uh, having such passion for, um, for the work uh, that, that you do the work in general and for for sharing the films i really appreciate it and so i'm thankful thank you oh of course of course all right well thank you everyone i want to thank everyone who's who's going to watch this and so on and so on people really need to see it to really get to know your films as well right and um you know just everybody stay tuned for another episode at Divine Timing of Soul to Soul Connections with Jenny G. So subscribe to my YouTube channel if you want to stay tuned in. You know, go look out or go look for Adam, right? I'll put links anyways, how people connect with you or whatever like that. And I, I really highly recommend that that people do see like all your films, you know, like especially Road to Dharma, right? Like it, it's, and you could, they can watch it forever. Like that, that's one thing I really like about it is I can watch it forever. And I will like, I'm like, okay, you know what, now that I'm making my life where I can kind of work around it myself, where I can actually have a life now, Hallelujah. you know, I can actually now enjoy it more, right? Watch it anytime I want. 11 o'clock at night, I can't sleep. I'll watch Road to Dharma, right? Or the highest pass or anything like that, right? Yes, so, so thank you again, Adam. I'm truly, truly, truly grateful. I, I really am. Really am for you taking the time. Thank you. All right. Okay. Take care, everyone. So subscribe to my channel. Go check out Adam's films. All right. Okay. Mm -hmm.